Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Enever. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. I am Clive Enever, business strategist, and we're having a conversation with Karen Maloney about digital disconnection, how to achieve more in business and life by switching off. Yes, I said off. Karen loves simplifying the complex. She has spent her 30-year career helping people understand how to use technology to automate tasks, improve efficiency, and grow their business. Karen has worked with companies large and small across Australia, New Zealand, Asia Pacific, the UK, Europe, and juggles work and being a mum. Hello, Karen, and welcome. Hi, Clive. Thanks very much for having me. That's a pleasure. I'm intrigued to find out what it is that you know about how to switch off that might benefit me and others. But before we get there, where have we found you geographically? And today I'm in Miranda. I use Miranda, New South Wales, which is just south of Sydney. I use a (laughs) co-work space and that's where I am today. Very good. Now you live in that general area with a family, I understand. Just a little one, just my hubby and an 11-year-old son. So you haven't made it to the 2.5 yet? No, no. No, one's enough for me. <laughs> my, my, my second, uh, my second baby is my business, and <laughs> I have a teeny good. tiny little dog, which I suppose makes up the other half. So actually, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But I heard on the grapevine that you're moving location soon. Yes, yes. At the end of the year, I'll be moving um, up to Queensland. So very excited about that. Now, is that because it'll be a quieter life or is there some deeper meaning to this move? It's a move for my son's education. So he wants to fly planes and that's where it all happens up there. We're going up to support that and be nearer some friends. And I think a quieter life will be a lovely byproduct of the, the whole move. So yeah, really looking forward to the whole thing. Very good. Sounds exciting. And yes, I spent a good deal of time in Brisbane. So that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm, it will be. I'm sure you'll enjoy it a lot. What about this? turning off we've got this technology stuff and we've got social media stuff aren't we meant to be there all the time wow this is the thing isn't it i think the uh, platforms would like us to be there all the time and they're very clever in the ways that they engage us to do that the fear of missing out the fomo of you know what's happening on social and what all my friends doing and you know what's happened since the last time i looked is it's all i think we don't really realize it's quite clever of mechanics, the way that these platforms operate. And as they get bigger and sort of extend their tentacles into more of our daily lives, it's a lot easier for us to rely on them and spend more time on them. But it's not always a great place to be. I think think technology has a place in our lives. It was invented to make our lives easier. And I think it's sort of taken a bit of a turn now where it's actually complicating our lives and, and making them a lot more difficult especially in the world of business. So it's a fear of missing out. I still get odd looks when uh, I'm dealing with somebody, talking to somebody, and my phone rings and I don't answer it. Uh, Is this a technological thing just an extension of that, for example? The phone has rang, I must answer, notwithstanding that I'm actually talking to you, for example? Yeah. Yeah, look, I I think it's just something that, again, we've sort of allowed to creep into our worlds. And it's like if somebody, it's all a very reactive thing. So it's like somebody's contacting me, I I must answer, I must answer, I must, you know, I must respond to messages, I must respond to texts, I must answer the phone. And you're right, I mean, there's there's sort of courtesy, common courtesy has gone out the window because people will stop talking to you and pick up their phone. It's just, I've just got to take this. It's like, actually, do you really? And I think when you start looking at your behaviour 
around technology, which I, I did a while ago, and thinking about how much of this am I actually bringing on myself because I've allowed technology and people to cross my boundaries. And it was one of those things, it's just happened very succinctly over time. And again, the more the platforms offer, the more apps there are on your phone, the more reliant we become on these things in our day to day. And it's just, it is now deemed acceptable to just, again, stop in the middle of a conversation and pick up your phone. It's like, well, why is that? How, how did we let that happen? So I, yeah, I found that technology was spilling too much into my world and overstepping too many of my boundaries, causing an awful lot of personal stress and burnout, which is why I decided to take a look at what was going on because it wasn't necessarily that people were contacting me, but it was because I was responding and reacting that was the problem. So I decided to take a look at that and see what I could do about it. And I understand you've had quite a bit of practice with this technology stuff. When did you actually start? Technology, I, I was really lucky to be born when I was. I think it's <laughs> just at the time that I started work, my first job was in an organisation where we you know, we were still typing and photocopying memos and putting them in envelopes and sending them to our various different offices. And there was, you know, a couple of PCs in the building, but it wasn't it wasn't something that everybody used on a daily basis. And I was around at the time of that that Windows revolution when Bill Gates's dream of having a computer on everybody's desk and where we could all communicate with each other um, started to become a reality. And I was intrigued because something like email revolutionized the way that we worked. So again, rather than it taking a day for us to type and get approval for and photocopy and send out, you know, the weekly company updates to all of our different offices and stuff. We could write one email and send it out to everybody straight away. And I was just blown away by that. You know, sometimes I still am. I think that it's just become so much a part of our day to day that people don't think about it in that way. And I think because I have seen that difference, I, I still understand how technology can really make a difference in our world in terms of automating and saving us time and making us more efficient. And I really enjoy that part of it. I was actually working on an IT help desk at the time for a software company. Um, and so I got involved with training people on how to use the software. And I just spent many years as an IT trainer and then developing e-learning training courses, online training courses, ran my own business doing that. And I'm very heavily involved with marketing technology because I think that's something that finding ways to make it quicker and easier to reach more people is an amazing way to use technology. So, of course, you've actually seen all of the growth because mm -hmm. you were there right at the beginning. Yeah. With all of that growth, was it easy to fall into the trap of, wow, here's a new piece of software, here's a new platform, here's a new opportunity, and find yourself slipping away from, as you mentioned earlier, your own boundaries? Absolutely. The rate with which technology is evolving is phenomenal. Like it's just, you know, when I think about what's happened in my own lifetime, think about, my, you know, my parents, there was no TV and then there was TV. And in my generation, there was TV, then there was colour TV, then there was the videos and, you know, with then with CDs and DVDs. And but just what has gone on in even the last sort of five to 10 years is just incredible. And I think that, like I said, platforms are smart. You know, they want you to be on their platforms and using their platforms. And there are ways that they kind of, you know, encourage, kind of encourage and kind of subtly sort of make you want to be on there more. But I think also there are so many things now that, I mean, again, technology still has a use there is still a good reasons for us to use technology in, in our day-to-day -day lives. I mean, even communicating as a family, you know, having chat groups like for myself, like my, my parents are in the UK, my brother is in the US. So having sort of online chat groups where we can all communicate 
whatever time of day or night with each other and keep conversations going is just incredible. So I think it has, it's got many, many benefits, but I think the, the, the personal boundaries part of it, particularly when it comes to work, I think personally, it's up to me, obviously, what I do in my personal time. I think the problem that we've got nowadays is that it's the technology and the flexibility that it's given us has spilled over into our, from our work into our personal lives. And I think that's where we've got a problem. So in the end, nothing's actually changed because we can still communicate with people. It's just that we're using different ways of communicating. How does a person first recognise that maybe I'm spending a bit too much time on this, and then what steps can somebody take to tone it down a tad, to learn how to not respond to that ding on their phone, which Mm. does all those fancy things? (laughs) Well, I think the first thing is to take the ding off the phone. (laughs) My journey of disconnection, which again is kind of weird for somebody that works with technology all the time, but my journey with disconnection started with times where the dings would occur in what I consider to be my personal time, which is my evenings and my weekends when I'm supposed to be with my family and being present with my family it's one thing being there it's another thing being present and it's not necessarily about the amount of time that you spend on a device but it's having boundaries as to when it's appropriate so you know I mean a lot of my friends I know have rules that you know in the evenings there's no devices at the dinner table and those kind of things but so I think that I've experienced myself a number of times when that those dings have come into an evening or a weekend and ruined that evening or weekend for me and stressed me out because something has happened that I can't do anything about or you know if I had read that on Monday in the office versus Friday night you know when I was out somewhere else it would have been read differently and perceived differently and all these things and I think sometimes I felt taken advantage of by people just feeling that they could message me whenever they chose and again this comes back to that flexibility piece you know the the internet and technology has been amazing in terms of giving us flexibility I would not have been able to take my son to school and pick him up every day and run the business I was running were it not for my mobile device so I'm very grateful for that however by the same token you know having that extra flexibility just gave people the impression that I was always on and was always available and so I think the first step is turning off notifications because I figured then I made things kind of me going looking for them as opposed to them seeking me out so I turned off my email notifications and text messages were okay because not many people texted me but I think email was a really big thing that was a game changer for me just not seeing all those work emails keep popping up on my phone whatever I was doing so one of the first things of course is to therefore recognize that hang on this is not quite the way I would prefer it to be whatever that preference happens to be to recognize that the technology is such that it does allow me for example to message you in whatever format I use whenever I feel like it but it is not incumbent upon you to address it or respond or even see it yes if that's what you choose to do. Yes. So what we've got to do is make a choice. What would you recommend for those of us who have difficulty making a choice or even recognising that we've got a problem, notwithstanding that our family might be looking at us rather quizzically? Yeah, well, again, like maybe it's a conversation to have with the family. You know, it's surprising, I think, especially when you talk to children, as children quite often just say it how it is. And sometimes they might not say it at the time, but, you know, certainly afterwards, my son actually commented to me how much nicer it was in the evening that I wasn't on my phone all the time. I think it it does take a level of self-awareness. 
I think to to start embarking on this little journey I think asking others around you what they think of your device habits or like how you're using technology or you know how present do they feel that you are because you know while you're you may not even be on the device but like so what was happening for me was sometimes I would read something and then it would just preoccupy me for the rest of the evening so I think having a level of self-awareness to, to think about you know is this a problem for me what can I do about it and you know how can we work together maybe as a family are there family rules we can put in place where we have device free time on the evenings and the weekends where we actually you know talk to each other and do something together that's a bit um, of a surprise talking to I each know. other isn't it crazy but talk to each other like real time face to face I know I've, I've got my son isn't quite at that stage yet but I, I have many friends whose children will text from you know, upstairs to downstairs and the family will text when it's you know dinner's ready and <laughs> things like that so I think you know we can kind of you know by looking at others behavior and our behavior we can kind of see where some of the problems are and see what we need to be working on. Now, your son, of course, is approaching those teenage years, which are known oh, for I can't wait. periods of rebellion and what have you. I can't wait. <laughs> well, I'm presuming, of course, that your son is uh, technologically minded. It seems to me that everybody I see who's aged between 3 and 15 knows far more about technology than I'm ever going to learn. Yeah. <laughs> how do you introduce to your son that there are rules and boundaries? Because I hear that... A lot of people have terrible trouble in their family because there's so much time spent on these devices, but nobody seems to be able to do anything about it. What have you done about it? Look, and while I'm happy to share, I really don't want to get the impression I'm being, I mean, this smug parent who's got this all worked out because I haven't. We're all flying by the seat of our pants, right? What I do with my son with technology and with everything else in life is that if I'm going to impose a rule or a boundary, I explain to him why that is. And I have taken time to understand the technology myself and what the implications of it are. So in terms of screen time, you just Google acceptable screen time or how much screen time should my children be having on devices or something like that. And you will get a raft of research that's been done by people that, that tells you that, you know, having too much time on these devices and too much kind of exposure to blue light and whatever interferes with sleep and brain function. So I explained to my son that, you know, you can only have certain periods of time on those devices per day. And the reason is this. And you know, for, for little kids, sometimes it's difficult when they want to play games with their mates and stuff like that. But all the way through, I have been explaining to him why, why I'm doing these things. And that comes down to the end of the day. I'm his mum and I love him and I want the best for him. And again, once we've moved into teenage years, I'm sure I'm going to, you know, he's pushing these boundaries a little bit all the time. But I think the point is that we kind of let technology become the monster and it's like, oh, well, I just can't get my kids off. Well, actually, you can because you are the parent and it is your job to establish those boundaries and those rules for them so that they become you know, good users of technology and understand where those boundaries are because it can be really harmful for them. Which, of course, is not where we want to go. Uh, no. It's changing at such a tremendously rapid pace. Staying aware of what is good for us is the message I'm getting from you. Is that how it works? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, devices are one thing. Devices are necessary. 
in our world and I think anybody that works for themselves particularly you know there, there is a need for us if we want if we want you know we were talking before about you know most people go into business for themselves because they want more time and more flexibility to do the things they really want to do and then we end up chained to the mobile device um but that mobile device this is where I think I've managed to make some head road into this is that most people have the one device they have one phone and one number that everybody can email and contact them on whether they're personal or business so when they go out at the weekends they need to take that phone with them because the kids are going to call after they finish soccer or whatever it might be but in the meantime there's a text that comes in from a client or an email that pops up and stuff and so those those lines are, are blurred I actually took a step of having I bought myself a separate phone for work and I split up my personal contacts and my business contacts. I, I got myself a personal email address and I told all my friends that's where they could contact me. I put all my work apps on my work phone. And for some people, they just kind of go, oh, that's all just too hard. Couldn't possibly do that. But you can. Like it, it took a little bit of work and it didn't happen over a weekend. It took a little bit of time to actually separate those things out and let everybody know what was going on. But now I actually have the luxury of switching off that phone at five o'clock each day and not getting any dings. The only dings that come through on my phone now I know are from my friends and my family who I want to engage with in my personal time. I won't be accidentally reading emails that I shouldn't be when I shouldn't be reading them, etc. And it also means that when I go on holidays, I can give that phone to somebody else to man for me while I'm away. You know, I can post it to my VA to look after for two weeks and the business can continue to run. But I think for me, that has been an absolute game changer and you know not an expensive one I got the phone for $200 and I've got a pay-as-you-go mobile sim which costs me about 30 bucks every three or four months it's absolutely doable most of all of course it, it came back to you having decided hang on things aren't quite right you put in place a little plan said okay what if I do this this might yep. work golly gee that did I'll try something else yes. and you've moved to a point now where you're very comfortable that you know my work is my work, my personal is my personal. Yes, and it's given me an incredible amount of headspace in both areas of my life. So rather than having this blurred line where, you know, I can be in the middle of something for a client and then something personal comes through on my email. And again, there's that, you know, we feel because of the way that all these tools are created, you know, there's dings and there's flashing things and there's, you know, all this stuff that's, you know, designed to get your attention. I mean, the amount of interruptions we have in our day makes us so incredibly unproductive. And by compartmentalizing those two things, like, I mean, I, I will still check my personal mail during the day, but at a time where maybe I'm having lunch or, you know, I'm popped out for a walk to get some, you know, clear my head or whatever it might be. It's a time that I choose. And then of an evening, I can turn all those things off again. Yeah, it isn't easy, but now I've done it. I can't think about how, how it would work any other way. And you mentioned it allows you to give uh, better headspace in each of those areas. That's Absolutely. something we might call being present, isn't it? Being present and thinking in a way that just allows you to be like that. That that presence allows you to be a lot more productive and a lot more... Focused on the focused, thing yeah. Clear thinking was... Yeah, but focused on, on what you're doing at, at that time, which gives much better outcomes. I mean, my, my stress levels have decreased dramatically by doing that. And, and I'm more in flow when I'm working. I'm enjoying the things I'm working on. I can actually dedicate time to specific tasks, you know, which as everybody knows is a, a really good way to organize your time, you know, block out a couple of hours to do X, Y, and Z. And because I haven't got things dinging all over the place and demanding my attention, I can actually get those things done. And I, I feel like I'm doing much better quality work 
when I'm at work and then I switch all those things off and when I'm home I'm completely present I'm not constantly checking my phone for you know what my clients are up to in their evenings it's like now I think you said then that you were actually more productive more efficient yes. because your stress levels had reduced enormously yeah, yeah absolutely you can't think straight when you're stressed and when you've got too many things there are so many things just demanding our time and attention and there's this the stress around my gosh I've got to get back to that person I've got to get back to that person and I've got to do that you know, all those things will still be there when you have finished that task. I mean, I'm quite clear with my clients when we work together. It's like, you know, you can email me, but I'm not sitting at my desk waiting for those emails every day. If there's something really important, give me a call. People are reluctant to use the phone these days. But, you know, when my phone rings, I know it's something I need to deal with. However, if I'm in the middle of, you know, I have a block of time that I want to work on something, I will turn my phone off during that time. And if they call, they can leave a voicemail message. There is nothing I do for my clients that's going to require me to be there, like to jump immediately that they call. Nothing, you know, and this is not the same for, you know, for every business I appreciate. There are some that need to be highly reactive. But how much of the, the reactiveness does your client really need and how much are you giving them because you just feel that you need to respond? I think that's something really to take a look at and the important thing i'm hearing about you having reduced your stress levels is that you made the decision yes the stress was actually induced through yeah. external things but you made a decision to not be stressed by their existence yes yes and that's where i, where I come so i think there's a, a level of self-awareness that comes with some of this in terms of understanding what you can and can't control so I can't control when my clients want to contact me. However, I can control when I respond to that contact. And I think that, look, again, the flexibility and what the technology has given us in terms of being able to grow our businesses because we have this, all these different means of communication is amazing. But get it in perspective and think, you know, do I really need to respond to that? And quite often you don't. You, you do have control. And you write like I hear this a lot as they're with parents and their children and devices and also with people running businesses and devices. It's like, well, I just, you know, I can't possibly let my phone go for the weekend. So like, actually you can. Nobody is going to die. I mean, unless you are somebody who is on call for medical reasons that, you know, you need to be taking those calls, obviously. But if you're running a marketing business or if you're running, you know, most of the, the types of businesses, you know, people buying shoes and all those kind of things, it's like you don't need to be responding to that stuff. There's a process. And if you set people's expectations, it's OK. You know, like when you start working with somebody, if you say I will be available until five o'clock, but then I do switch off because I need time to be with my family to recharge myself back at work, I can give you 100% of my headspace and, you know, genius, whatever it might be. If you don't tell people, you know, the communication issues are often where people expect something that isn't being delivered. So if you can set expectations, then it just takes the load off massively. People don't, don't mind. Interesting thing. Once we know the rules, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fairly easy to get along with people, isn't it? The point I'm getting from that, it's fair to say that your business is actually improved since you made the decision to not be distracted to be present and to you control your technology not your technology controlling you is that how it goes absolutely this is actually um my second business my first business was one where i allowed i allowed technology to overspill into my life all my I mean, my work and my life had no boundaries it was all the one thing 
and it burned me out. And when I started this business two years ago, I decided I did all of this quite on purpose. I decided that I wasn't going to make the same mistakes that I'd made in my previous business um, and that this would be one where I was very upfront about how I communicate with my clients and, and how we use technology. So, and it's, yeah, it's working really well. I do feel, I mean, I think as a business owner, you never really, you know, don't switch off ever, right? Do you? Like there's always things going through your head about your business because you start your business because you've got a passion, but allowing yourself time to step back from that business is tantamount to success. You have to be able to relax and wind down and you can't do that if you're checking your emails and your texts and your DMs at 11 o'clock at night in bed. This leads us to that mythical place of business life balance. Mm. Lots and lots of people tell me that it can't be obtained. And yet all around me, I see people who have business life balance. Mm. Do you have a, what you call business life balance now, Karen? I do. And where, when I feel like I'm starting to get overwhelmed with that, you know, when, when the business is then creeping into my work life, if I feel that I need to be checking emails at night or doing a little bit of work at weekends or things like that, I start to look at what work is that, you know, and so A, is, is it necessary? And also then is it something that I should be doing? So if there's more of a particular type of job that's coming up that's making me busy then is that something that I need to be outsourcing to somebody else do I need to expand my team do I need to automate something and so really looking at that you know like rather than you, you just got to be aware of those little things when they start to creep back in again so I am very very conscious of it I think it's one of those things that now I have it you know my, my sleep has improved my health has improved I feel more present I feel more productive I feel I've got a lot more clarity and I can't, I'm guarding that with my life. I think it would be very, very easy for me to just slip back into those old ways, but it's so good here. I will do everything I can to preserve that. Boundaries are not what holds you in. They actually allow you to expand. They do. There's an interesting thing. How come they don't teach us that at school, Karen? <laughs> oh, don't get that. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I've got a, a whole lot to say about what we get taught at school. Not today. <laughs> let's not go there let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> notwithstanding you you've found the benefit of these boundaries you have the boundaries in place you know them well and you know why they are there and they provide you with tremendous benefit just the fact that you're able to be present in whatever it is that you're doing i think is, is tremendous gain do you ever feel tempted somewhere over the weekend to jump onto LinkedIn or some other platform? Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you stop yeah. yourself? I always stop myself in as much as I, I will still go onto the Facebooks and things, but that's it's on my personal phone. I think, again, this is, comes back to that second device with all my work things on it. You know, once Friday night at five o'clock hits, that's turned off and it's in a drawer. So it's actually, it, I've made it hard for myself to do it. And it's like breaking any habit. You've got to be aware of what the temptations are and put things in place to stop yourself. It's like if you're stopping smoking, you get a you get a patch or you, you know, you do something like that. It is an addiction in some ways, and you do have to find ways to wean yourself off and support yourself. So yeah, sometimes I do think about that, but I think it's more than, you know, I then start to ask myself what, you know, why, why do I feel that need you know what do I feel I'm missing out on or do I just feel bored should I go and do something else you know it's like that and there's enormous 
sort of gaps like that that the technology just fills I mean it's quite funny you see people in doctors waiting rooms they're all on their phones you know and they're waiting for a bus and they're all on their phones and they you know it's like we, we, we just it's like this little crutch that we use to fill time when you know sometimes you could just be thinking about something else or talking to somebody or reading something so yes I am sometimes tempted but I have made it difficult for myself to give in to that because of, of the device basically that second device has just changed the game good on you you're putting in place little things that will remind you of just how pleasant it is to be present mm-hmm. and this is such a vast area we could talk about this for hours more Karen and of course we could fall fall over into why didn't they teach us that at school but we won't go there (laughs) (laughs) before I let you go Karen what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation I think probably one of my very early business conversations with my dad who sadly passed away a couple of months ago dad was always full of great bits of advice and he was a business owner himself maybe where I got that inspiration to do my own thing I don't know but I remember in the early days of being very stressed about many many things I think you know when you're only starting out everything was new and he just said you know you need to ask yourself two questions he said you know one is it something I can do anything about and if it isn't then don't worry about it and if it is then just do it and that really changed how I thought about a lot of things and probably is the basis for a lot of what I have done in this instance. It's like, you know, there was a problem and it was something that was really stressing me out. And it was like, okay, what can I do about this? And, but for a long time, I didn't think I could do the thing that I did. And it was almost like I ignored the answer. Um, And once I started listening to the answer to that question and then realized what I could do and started doing it, it actually made my life a lot better. So it's something that, yeah, I think I, I come back to quite often in my day-to-day life that little bit of advice so i just yeah well done dad it applies to everything it does applies to absolutely everything what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today you can switch off it is possible like if you don't i feel like i want to start a support group (laughs) people and just say like if you don't think you can do it just come and talk to me and look really if if you don't think you can do it come and talk to me like you you can If you really want it, you know, if you really want all those things that you started out your business for, if you want more time with your family, if you want to be doing more of what you love, you've got to be present for those things. You've got to have the headspace for them. And this will enable you to do that. So you you can switch off and you can live a more present and better life. And most importantly, Karen, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation? You can find me through my website, which is bluebeanmedia.com.au. Or probably LinkedIn is the best one. So um, search for me. LinkedIn is Karen Maloney, K-A-R-E-N. And I'm an M-O Maloney, (laughs) M-O-L-O-N-E-Y. Not the M-A type. (laughs) (laughs) And Blue Bean Media is all one word. And it's blue as in colour and bean as in vegetable. Yes. Bluebeanmedia.com.au. Karen, this has been great to have a conversation to find out that, by golly, we can control this technology if we want to. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having me and let me share that. I really hope it does help somebody switch off today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favourite podcast app and you can find more business resources at cliveenever.com.au.